0: Packers fans Aaron Negler here with your Packers daily chat coming to you live on the cheesehead TV social channels it is Wednesday although I spent much of the day thinking it was Tuesday and then there was about an hour where I thought it was Thursday so I'm definitely all over the map uh, forgive me if this goes astray when I woke up this morning could have swore it was judgment day there you go what's that from old heads all know good to see everybody in the comment section So happy to have everybody here. All the regulars. Dennis is here. What's up, Dennis? Logan? Logan, this this is incredible. If Tim Tebow has a thought, is it a Christian ponder? I'm sure I've heard that before, but uh, it's not bad. It's not bad, man. Well done. The Green Bay Packers, we still await word. The billowing of white smoke from 1265 Lombardi for any inkling as to the identity of a new defensive coordinator. Bringing in new ideas, fresh approaches, a new scheme. Not on the cards here on this Wednesday. Um, of the little bit of news that you could maybe connect to the Packers is that Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, has been hired by the Seattle Seahawks to be their head coach. So you have to think there's a decent chance that that maybe drains the talent pool a little bit from the two gentlemen we talked about yesterday, Indenar Wilson and Zach Orr. Um, Undoubtedly, I would suspect McDonald tries to bring one or both of them with him, and if he doesn't, there's a good chance that Nar Wilson gets elevated to defensive coordinator in Baltimore. So, And then none of that's obviously a done deal, but those possibilities exist. And uh, without question, th- those are two very talented young coaches that um, Matt LaFleur has reached out to and requested permission as we heard yesterday, but as to whether those interviews have even taken place yet, I'm not sure. But we wait, and we'll hear from Brian Gutekunst tomorrow. Uh, Packers general manager will talk to the media at noon Lambeau time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, And as I said yesterday, I think I'm going to do a watch party. So I'll be live while Brian's talking to the media, and we'll chat about whatever gets said, and it'll be a fun mid-afternoon hang for all of us and i'll still do packers daily at the end of the day but uh figure why not right why not indeed because that's what brian's doing right now he's working hard undoubtedly coming back from the uh, senior bowl practices um i'll have a video up later uh this evening from mike renner who's down there uh mike as most of you will probably remember uh was pff's draft guy for a long time uh he's got uh a really good track record as far as uh, spotting talent. Though, I'll never stop giving him hell about A.J. Dillon. If you don't know, look it up. Um, but he's got, uh, like I said, his finger on the pulse when it comes to the NFL draft. Uh, I spoke with him down in Mobile. And uh, that'll be up here on the channel in a couple hours. Um, in the meantime, Brian Gutekunst, tasked with building a contender, certainly has his quarterback. And I suspect we'll probably see Jordan Love get an extension at some point this offseason. And now the question is surrounding him with enough to go win it all. And I got to think, you know, there's zero doubt in my mind that, you know, when they made the moves they made last season to kind of turn the page from Aaron Rodgers and do a veritable strip down on offense, especially when it comes to the roster, they thought, OK, we're going to be some tough times ahead, but we we'll get an answer on Jordan. And the fact that their offense clicked and produced the way it did in the second half of the season, certainly that divisional game in Dallas, or I'm sorry, the the wild card game in Dallas, you can see the glimmers of, okay, we got something serious here, probably a little earlier than they expected. And no one would ever admit that, obviously, but I have to suspect, you know, their thinking or the their hope was we'll get an idea on Jordan Love. An idea on some of these young guys will go into 2024 where they're still dealing with um, a significant cap situation and you know maybe start to sort out the roster for okay, we're going to go make a run in 2025. Well, they can make a run in 2024, there's zero doubt in my mind. Given what the talent they've assembled on offense, they've already shown how they can produce, and no, nothing's set in stone. Obviously, you're always getting better, you're always getting worse. But the fact that they can hopefully build on their success on offense and then obviously totally recalibrate things on defense, regardless of whatever the talent might be there, because I think there is talent on the defensive side of the ball. I think this will be a defensive heavy draft yet again in Green Bay. But, yeah, the window can be open in 2024. There is no doubt in my mind. And I think, again, it's probably ahead of schedule, which helps. I'll take it as a Packers fan, we've been so spoiled, I'm fine getting spoiled some more. Because I know there were some out there, and I think some of you here who are on uh, Packers Daily on the regular, I heard you, I saw you all talking about, oh, it's going to be terrible when Rodgers leaves, we're entering another dark age, it's going to be like the 80s, and look, certainly the beginning of this year, it felt like it. Some of those games where it was impossible to pick up a first down, let alone score touchdowns in the first half. But, man, the way they really coalesced in the second half of the season gets you excited as a Packers fan. No doubt about it. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see you all. How are you doing? What's going on? We got a bunch of super chats already. Cheesehead Joey, what's going on? Bring back the Packers mascot. I like him. He's cute and cuddly. I'd be down for it. If you don't know what uh, Joey's talking about, Google is your friend. I wish I had a picture I could throw up right now, but uh, yes, I'm I'm right there. Jeff Ness, thanks for the super chat. Chances chances Bakhtiari is back. Cloudy. It's very cloudy. I wish I could give you a percentage. Um, Although, okay, let's go ahead. 47.8% chance that he's back. I will say, I think you know, given everything that has transpired and where he is injury wise will go the longest way in determining these things. It's impossible to say until we know he's healthy. And when I say healthy, I know he just went on his three day fast and what have you, but I think, you know, it's all about is his knee functional to play in multiple NFL games, 17 of them, in fact, or let's hope 19 of them. Uh, You know, obviously, only he, his doctors, and the team will know that information. And outside of that, all of it, uh, the rest of it is just noise. I think if his knee is solid and they determine, yep, we're good, we're on the other side of this thing, I think there's a decent chance he's back in Green Bay. And I know there's been a lot talked about, possible trade destinations. I know the the article in The Athletic this morning about all the – ridiculousness with the Jets and how Bakhtiari was on Rogers' wish list. And I don't doubt Rodgers would love to have him here in New York. And I got to think, yeah, probably David wouldn't mind uh, playing with Aaron Rodgers. But I also think David really loves Green Bay. I think he loves playing for the Packers and with this team and the guys in this locker room. And I don't think it's as easy as people on the outside make it seem like, oh, Dave just wants to go play with Aaron. I don't buy that. I mean, I think he'd welcome it. I'm not saying he would, like, completely dismiss that idea. But I think there is a pull to sticking in Green Bay and playing with Green Bay for the entirety of his career. And hopefully, maybe, as we're talking about in the opener here, going and winning a ring. You know? So we'll see. We'll see. Mimsy, what's up? How do you reconcile Hackett's Green Bay record versus New York slash Denver Well, I think it's becoming clear that it's really hard to talk about Hackett without talking about how, yes, a lot of the success he had in Green Bay was with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback running a specific style. Now, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers in Denver. I'm fascinated to see how they work together next year, if presumably Aaron's healthy enough and they do get a full season of Aaron Rodgers. I know everyone's piling on Hackett, which I get, but who knows, man? Maybe they do have some kind of synergy and it works really well with the two of them. I mean, certainly seem to here in Green Bay, you know? So, yeah, I know my thing is always, I look at Hackett and his career, and I think wherever he's gone, he's had a strong running game. He's done a good job as far as limiting, you know, some of the players who could be, I guess, uh, what would you call them? Liabilities. Um, You know, go back to the stretch where, He's down in Jacksonville as offensive coordinator, and they're going to the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles as quarterback. And I don't think it was Hall of Fame stuff, but I thought he called really good games down that stretch, you know, with very limited options at quarterback, you know. So, yeah, I don't, I don't buy into, though, oh, he just totally sucks or he's totally overmanned or whatever. And I know the Denver kind of stretch there is not pretty, no doubt about it. But I do reserve judgment a little bit. That's just me. I think there's a lot more to it than just, oh, he goes here and it's bad. And he goes here and it's good. You know? Abdul, what's going on, man? Hey, Aaron, did lack of TOs to do scheme or talent? Hey, Aaron, did lack of timeouts to do scheme or talent? Is it due to scheme or talent? Lack of TOs? I don't know what that means, man. I'm sorry. I'm usually pretty good at deciphering super chats that are kind of out of whack, but that one, I gotta admit. Timeouts to do scheme or talent? Titles? Are you talking title? I'm confused. Sorry, man. Cheeto, what's going on? Iowa Hawkeyes hired Tim Lester. I was excited but realized I had no idea what an offensive analyst does. Thoughts? Well, probably hires and, I mean, hires, looks at trends and probably does a little bit of uh, advanced scouting and also does some self-scouting as far as what you're calling in certain situations and what uh, will work against certain schemes and things of that nature. Man, when you're talking about Iowa, any help on offense is, is welcome. I mean, man, I'd rather really gouge my eye out with a spoon than watch Iowa on no offense. Juan, what's going on, man? Who's the dark horse DC who has slash hasn't been mentioned? Well, oh, I I love that everyone wants this to be the case, right? And I'm not saying that there's every possibility that it is, but everyone's convinced. Okay, we've got six known candidates. Uh, One of them just got hired in Babbage. So that's, we're down to five. Now the Ravens are probably going to take these two guys off the board. So we're down to like three and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's got to be more. Maybe there aren't. I don't know. Um, Although last time around, I think LaFleur interviewed nine people. So it does feel like there's still something left, right? Like maybe there's some names that just haven't made it out into the public. Um, But that said, yeah, I have no idea who they would be. Dark Horse? Maybe it's somebody on staff. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? That would be amazing. Like if uh, Montgomery became the defensive coordinator. There you go. Take that and run with it, Juan. Ed Pierce, what's going on? I was late yesterday, had to explain to a Bears fan why Matt Nagy couldn't bring KC Magic to the Bears. It's because the Bears suck. I mean, it is kind of a, you know, a blanket explainer, as it were, right? Much like, you know, the Lions choking the NFC Championship game, you can explain away, with, oh, there's there's still the Lions. Like <laughs> You can even get to the NFC Championship game. I'm so impressed, but you're still the Lions, you know. It'll, it works in multiple ways. Mike Witt, what's going on, man? Probably not going to happen now, but I want Orr. I mean, my thing with Orr is he's so young. What is he, 31 years old? I would be very surprised if Matt LeFleur, on his third defensive coordinator hire, that he has to get right, goes with a guy who's 31 and never coordinated a defense. And that's not to say that it, it's impossible. I would just be very surprised. Now, that said, he's been exposed to some really great concepts there in Baltimore, you know, and clearly played the game, knows the game, and has played it recently. So it's not like he's bringing in all sorts of ideas from another age or whatever. So in that sense, yeah, I'm I'm down with it. At 31, man, whew, and never coordinated anything. Seems like a jump, but hey, maybe that's what Matt's looking for. Ralph, what's going on, man? Who's your prediction for D.C. so far? Yeah, probably Christian Parker. I know that was the hot name on Saturday, and we're all the way into Wednesday, and people have totally moved off of it, but um, that's the one I'm most excited about. And he's only 32. So who knows? Anything's possible. I mean, we say all this, and I think Matt's probably just going to hire Staley. And I know no one wants to hear that, but that's probably what's going to happen. We'll see. Mimsy, what's up? Odds, Matt told Jim Leonard to lose his number. <laughs> well, you know, if you uh, you, you listen to Corey Banky, that number is probably that. That the odds are probably a hundred percent. I just can't imagine Matt Lafleur going back down that road. Um, you know, there is some disagreement and or haziness when it comes to Matt ever offering him the job i've seen this kind of bandied about on twitter as far as like oh he was the number one choice and he was offered the job i don't think that ever occurred i think you know it was there the approach was made would you be interested if uh you know we were when we start this process of looking at people but you know i think jim leonard was like you know i want to stick here in wisconsin and then that was where it ended but, uh, yeah, I, I'd be shocked if that call got made again. Let's put it that way. Uh, Mike Witt. Thanks again, man. My best friend is a Commanders fan. He's not happy about the thought of Dan Quinn, LOL. Who would Coach Nags hire as Packers DC? Bring back Zook. <laughs> Bring back Zook. I mean, why would you be unhappy about the idea of Dan Quinn if you're a Commanders fan? They are sitting so pretty as far as where they're situated. Draft picks, free agency dollars, whatever. Quinn's a good football coach. Look, I understand the Packers took him apart in the uh, wild card round there, but he's a really good coach. And come if you if you're a Commanders fan, can you really stick your nose up at the idea of anyone? I mean, you're getting out of the under the thumb out from under the thumb of Dan Snyder. Just be happy you're breathing fresh air, man. Not you, obviously. I'm talking about your friend here. Commanders fans having standards. That's adorable. Sean, what's going on, man? Does the lack of interest in Packers coaches for positions in the league show a lack of talent in the building? No, Sean. A thousand percent not. Um, I said this earlier. I think it was two weeks ago. They pick up where they left off on offense next year. You can bet your sweet toots that uh, John Dunn, Vrabel, the wide receivers coach, Um, those guys will start getting their names out there. They're just young and they just, you know, had a very, very tough beginning to the season when lots of people start making their lists about who they might call. Um, Yeah, no, that, that will happen in time. And look, I'm happy. I love the fact that the Packers aren't getting rated coaching wise or personnel wise. And that's the other area. It's like at some point people are going to start putting it together. Well, the Packers Their last two draft classes have been outstanding. And more often than not, when they pick somebody up off the street, whether it is a free agent or they raid somebody's um, practice squad, those people come in and contribute immediately. I mean, Bo Melton was literally sitting on the Seahawks practice squad last year. The Packers went, yep, thanks, we'll take him. And this year, he came out and had a 100-yard game and a touchdown two weeks into his time on the field. I mean, at some point, someone's going to look at that and go, oh, 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 maybe the packers know what they're doing so i'm happy that they're not in that mix right now but that check is in the mail next year if like i said like they continue on being productive and having these young guys show out it's only a matter of time no doubt about it um dusty what's going on man thanks for being a care of the g club member will you be doing a watch party for the denard wilson intro presser let me tell you if if Yes. No matter who the defensive coordinator is, I will do a watch party. Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's go, baby. We are going to nerd the fuck out this, this off season. Um, speaking of nerding out, I hope everyone gets a chance to check out my conversation with Eric Eager uh, from Sumer sports. We talked about analytics in the NFL went up on the channel a little bit ago. Really hope you will check it out because I thought Eric did a great job of kind of explaining some of the actionable qualities of analytics as so much anger and like, you know, I guess noise around that word, analytics. And, you know, there's a reason teams have started employing people on the analytics side. There is value to it. Now, I think some of the people who, especially online, are charged with uh, representing the analytics community or their companies probably could go about it in a uh, different way as far as the strident tone that sometimes gets used but um like i said eric and i had a great chat about it And i hope you guys will check it out peter what's going on man happy offseason aaron with such a young team already do you think we should trade some of our draft picks for fewer higher picks or veteran players peter i'd be shocked if it was for veteran players but i do think it sets up pretty well for them to do exactly what you're talking about there in the first part i think you will not undoubtedly, but I think there's a decent chance that Brian packages a pick or two and moves up at some point, especially sitting there at 25. They've got two second round picks. There's some, you know, ability to maneuver there, maybe jump up and get somebody if you see somebody falling that you really like. Um, yeah, there. I I think there's a chance that that could happen, especially because, and this is one of the things I talked to Mike Renner about, which again, that, that conversation will be up later this evening, um, yeah, this day three of this class, a little shallow, a little shallower than it's been. And we all know, you know, Brian last two drafts has taken what, not only taken like basically every pick, but at, two years ago, what was it? We traded down and collected more of those, you know, six, seventh round picks. I think this is a year where he probably, maybe not probably, but I suspect he won't do that. And I do think, you know, it's going to be a little tougher to crack this roster in 2024 than it has been the last couple of years. But all of that said, I think it's in his blood to, if in doubt, trade down, you know, get more swings at the plate, bites at the apple, whatever you, metaphor you want to use, just because it's such drafting such an inexact science, right? You've got to have some serious conviction to move up. I mean, he had conviction about Amari Rogers and that kind of blew up in his face. Right? So, I do think it, there's a chance he does it, but all of it. And I talk about this every year during the draft. Like it's all about how the things fall and what your value is, and we can't know that sitting on the outside. You know, we may, as the public, think, "Oh, there's this wide receiver that's so highly rated," and we're like, "Oh my gosh, he's still available." Well, teams may have him com- rated completely differently, including the Packers, and they may be like, "Yep, there's a reason he's. Dr- we well, all knew he was going to drop." Things like that happen every single year. Joe, what's up, man? I thought the Ravens' assistant most likely to be a Packers DC was Chris Hewitt. Heard anything about him? Not in this cycle. Um, I know he was a name that had been kind of bandied about in media circles, but not a peep when it comes to the Packers. Roberto, what's going on? Aloha from Hawaii. Savage over Nixon for slot corner. If Savage were to be brought back, that's where I'd want him to play way more snaps in the slot than they've been giving him. And yes, over Nixon. I, I totally agree with that approach, if that's what it comes to. Because, look, I think they have to, I've said this a couple times now on this channel, they have to get better at nickel. they got to do it. And I do think Savage would be a bit of an improvement in that regard, but you still got to get better overall at both of those spots, safety and nickel. And if you can get Savage back on a super team-friendly deal, which might be possible, um, I don't mind him as kind of a break glass in case of emergency type there in the slot. But I still think you want to go get a slot in this draft. Uh, Mike Witt, thanks again, man. Random Packer of the Day, Jesse Clark, number 33. Wow, that's that's a good one. That's one the kids probably won't remember too well, but that's a good one. Mike, again, what's up? Big Lebowski watch party this offseason, Nags. Mike, it's got to happen. I've I've promised too many times, Brad in particular, got to make it happen. I will make it happen. I will say I'm traveling a lot this spring, but hopefully this summer, like in June, the dead area of the NFL season, we are going to make it happen. She said, Joey, thanks again, man. Random Packer, Ruvel Martin. See, not that random. I mean, I get it. I hear what you're saying. He's not that random. Everybody remembers Ruvel Martin. Roberto, random packer, Atari Bigby. See, again, everybody remembers Atari Bigby. Atari Bigby forced a fumble in a playoff game. I mean, I guess it's random in the sense that it's not somebody we're talking about every day. So in the nomenclature of randomness, yeah, that works. But, man, I need some deep dives. I need some deep cuts for going to talk random packers. That's just how I live my life. It's, it's how I roll, you know. Callum, what's going on? What will Love's contract look like? Callum, I'm glad you asked because I talked to Eric about this on our chat about analytics because he had also done a really good article on basically what Jordan Love's contract will look like. And the phrase I noticed and something I've said here on the channel, you can bet they're going to be Packers fans and you might be among them. We're going to have some sticker shock. Four years, $200 million, not out of the realm of possibility. I I do not doubt for a moment that there are going to be people thinking they overpaid. And I'll say the same thing then when it happens, as I say, every time they've signed Aaron Rodgers to an extension. It all looks insane now. You blink, it's two years later, and he's a a bargain. That's just the quarterback market. The cost of doing business is that position. And I understand people are... Looking at the Geno Smith contract or, or God forbid, the Daniel Jones contract and look at what happened with Daniel Jones this year. He certainly didn't pick up where he left off. I understand all those misgivings. I trust the Packers and I trust Jordan Love and I trust what we saw down the second half of this season and the way he improved. And I think he's a special player when you get those guys locked up. That's just me. That's just something I'm into. Um, what else we got here, folks? Don't want to miss any super chats. think I got them all. <laughs> Juan, what's up? Why did Michael Clark retire? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I wish I knew. Mike McKenzie. We had him. This is two days in a row. We've gotten a Mike McKenzie mention on Packers Daily. I should look Mike up. See if he'd come on. Tell old stories about Mike Sherman. That'd be fun. All right. I got to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.